And we are live. G'day everyone, Mike Jeffrey here and you are listening to My Creative Journey, episode number 27. To all you new listeners out there, hello and thank you so much for taking the time to stop by here today. As I said, my name is Mike and I'm a wedding photographer from Sydney, Australia. Each week on the show, I bring you guys along on the highs and lows of my own creative journey and share all the knowledge that I've gained along the road to building my own freelance business. This week, I want to explain the importance of creating for yourself. As creatives, we often feel the burden of creating for the wrong reasons and never give ourselves the chance to experiment and get back to creating the art that we love. We get stuck working for clients or Instagram and we never step back to consider what it would be like to create art that we love. So today, I'm going to be talking about that and how you can break the cycle and give you some tips about how to create content moving forward. But first, let's talk about what has been going on for me this past week. Lockdown, that's what has been going on. Lockdown has been happening here in Sydney uh, for the past probably five weeks now, but for me, uh, the past few weeks, and it's been fairly draining, uh, to be honest with you guys. It's been it's been fairly hard. Um, being contained to being inside has been has been a little bit tough and, and harder than I expected it to be. I think because of where we were and where we've come from, uh, from last year, I think being um, in the situation where we were last year and, and having that having that first lockdown and then having the second lockdown last year, it really was okay back then. I, I felt like I was sort of more on top of it than I am now, but now being more involved in work and not being able to go out and actually do the work that I like to do, it's been very hard to not be able to create that work. So that has been very tough, but... At the moment, we're, uh, as I said, about five weeks in and it looks like we're going to be continuing on that for probably at least another five weeks, to be honest with you guys. I really don't know how long it is going to be until we get out of this lockdown. That, I think, is one of the hardest things. I think last year it was, we could sort of see the light at the end of the tunnel, but at the moment, we're not really um, able to see when it is going to be that we're going to be out of this and when it is going to be that we can get back to life as normal and when we can start uh, working as we normally were. I think for me, working in an industry that's not classified as essential has been very has been very tough so being able to see friends and family actually being able to still go to work and still undertake their their daily roles as they would um but then have me just be stuck home here not be able to do a great deal and not be able to go out and do the work that i really would like to be out there trying to do and experimenting with um other different things has been tough and has been tough to for for me on my mental state obviously but has been tough for me because that's how I try to make my living. And being told that you can't actually go work and you can't actually go make any money at the moment is, is I think, one of those hard things to, to really come to terms with. And it's one of those things that is unfair in some ways and, and there are a lot of people out there in the world impacted by this and a lot of people who aren't able to work at the moment. And, I, and, and my heart really goes out to all those people because I can understand what it's like to not be able to go and work and be able to, and be able to make that living that, that you have been making for, for quite a while now. And and to have that taken away from you, it really feels like that sort of sense of identity has been has been sort of taken away when you aren't able to go work. I know for me, I'm in a very privileged position because a lot of the work that I do is is normally at home. So most of the time, these these sort of lockdowns wouldn't impact me as much. However, as work starts to pick up for me, I've been gaining a lot more work and gaining a lot more um, work that I have to do outside of the house and, and, and really get going out to clients and taking photos and interacting with them and having meetings and all this sort of stuff. And all that has suddenly been taken away. And it's it, it's really come at a bad time, I guess, as, as we are starting to build in the business and starting to see more of those inquiries and more of those bookings come in. And I actually had a few bookings in July and I had some in August as well, a few things that I was going out to do. So not being able to do those really sort of puts me back a little bit and, and, and almost takes away these few months because in the early stages of the business, as you know, I'm trying to build stuff and trying to get as much content out there as I can, trying to get 
um, as much work out there as possible so people know I'm around. But as I'm not able to work at the moment, it's, it's very tough to be able to continue on that and be able to continue um, creating work and creating stuff so that people know that I'm still here. It's not like I have a big back catalog of work that I can go back and, and have a look at because I've only just recently started my business. So not being able to pull from a lot of that different work has been hard. Editing photos, been trying to post on Instagram and trying to keep that up is, is, is very tough when it's just a big back catalog of only a few, only a handful of shoots that I've actually done. So people are probably getting very overseeing the same the same people on my Instagram feed all the time. But also just for me working, there's not much I can do to improve my skills while I'm just being here at home. So there's only so much I can do. I have been really trying to take the time to to sort of work a lot on the back end of my of my own work and I've been trying to update my website as much as I can. You guys may have seen uh, on my Instagram stories last week and you may have actually seen it on my Instagram page up, up to date this week. I'm trying to post some more videos about me and trying to show you more of my life and who I am. I think that's a big part of of the actual client experience is, is really knowing who I am when you come to my Instagram page or you go to my website and really being able to see images of me and also photos of me and stories about me so you know who it is you're working with. I've always been trying to be someone who creates that client experience and and being able to give people something that they can tangibly hold on to and, and know that that is me and know that I am someone that they want to work with. And, and I think in this time, that's basically all I can do is try to get that stuff in the back end up as much as possible and try to really, really put myself out there as much as I can so that people know when they do come out of this lockdown that I'm, I am there and that I'm still working and that I'm still here and try to stay relevant as possible. And, and that is one thing that I'm always going to try to do. But I think at the moment, that's one of the things that I've been really trying to double down on is, is making sure that all my content in that way is up to scratch so that that is something that I don't have to I don't have to spend time on towards the end of the year if I do get more work towards the end of the year I know that that is already there and I know that all the stuff in the back end is fine and I know that when I come out of this um, everything is going to be ready to go so that when I do get opportunities I'm able to grab those and I'm able to, to take those as early as possible and get underway as soon as I can because I don't w- want to be in a position where I was earlier in the year when I was trying to play catch up on, on 10 different things where I'm trying to work, but I'm also trying to work on other things in the back end and, and things like that and, and really sort out how do I actually book a client, let alone actually go out and take photos for them and how do I hand them their photos and how do I sort out all the payments for their photos and all that sort of stuff. So trying to get that down pat and try to get that as smooth of a process as possible so that it is just a blend and repeat um, sort of process when I do get new clients and do get new people coming through the door when we are eventually allowed to go back out and take photos. I also had another cancellation this week from a couple who were supposed to be getting married towards the end of the year and I was really looking forward to that one because I'd really chalked it down to one of my weddings that I was planning on trying to do this year. I had the goal at the start of the year to shoot 10 weddings this year and I know that was an ambitious goal in in the circumstances that we're in at the moment, ambitious as it is because a lot of the people who were getting married this year were actually meant to get married last year so there was a big backlog of people and they already had photographers so it was hard to sort of squeeze in the market especially when I only started in March so that was always going to be ambitious but I had a few booked in towards the end of the year and I had a few people that really surprised me that that people had um, still had availability to actually have me as their photographer um, towards the end of the year and I was very excited for that but now as I told you guys a couple of weeks ago I had one cancel um, there and then I had another one just recently cancel uh, for the end of the year so that's really starting to bring the number of weddings that I'm going to be shooting this year really down which is which is a little bit upsetting but I know that 
Uh, I still have some booked into next year and that is exciting moving into that. But it just reassures to me that how uh, unstable this is and how much I need to be constantly out there trying to find work and trying to try to diversify the work that I'm trying to do in, in all different types of areas because at any moment any of these could cancel and, and it's not as secure as I would like it to be. I've always seen this career as having sort of a runaway effect in the way that the more weddings I go and shoot, the more weddings that, that I'll then get booked for and the more images that I'll then have to post that will then be able to advertise for me that people will be able to see I'm doing work that will then try to create demand. But at the moment, it's very tough when you're not able to work and I think I stressed that point enough in this episode already but I think for me, trying to find the willpower to continue working on this and continue to try to push into next year and try to hope that there are people out there who still need photographers. I actually had an inquiry from someone last week who wanted me to photograph their wedding in 2023, which is amazing and amazing that they would like to book me in this early because they really were after my photography and really thought that I had a good style. But you can see from that how big the runway is and how long it's going to be until I actually go and take photos at that wedding. And so I'm not going to have any images to post from that wedding for another sort of two years time. And then I can't advertise that work um, for until two years. And then if I'm not booking work two years in advance, it takes a long time to, to sort of get that multiplied and get that sort of compounded effect that I would like to be starting to see. So it is going to be in for the long haul and I'm, and I'm hoping to stay around for an amount of time where I can see that so that happened, but it is very hard to to sort of get anything happening in the near future. And so I'm trying to look at ways to diversify that and try and look at ways that I can use my skills as a photographer in the in the short term to be able to produce an income that I can then survive off until then because these are so far in advance and anything I book from now is probably not going to be for next year. It probably might be for the year after. So and starting to look at that and looking um, at what I can do in the near future is is in the front of my mind at the moment. So I want to shift gears now and touch on last week's episode or last week's episode and the week before's episode, the, the two-part episode that I did with Emily. And I really want to discuss that because I was really happy with the outcome of that episode. I was really glad to actually get my first guest episode under the belt and it felt really nice to get that out of the way because it is something that I really want to do moving forward and it is something that I really enjoyed actually um, after that episode and and something that I'm looking to, to really do more of. So I would love it if you guys have any feedback on that episode in particular and and have any feedback on what you would like to hear moving forward in those guest episodes because I'd love to continue to be able to make them and I'd love to have guests on the podcast. So if you guys would uh, have anything that you really would like to hear about or if you have any guests who you think would be great on the podcast as well, I'd love to hear those because I'd love to start reaching out to a few people and, and sort of asking them if they would like to be on the show. So that would be really appreciated if you guys have any feedback on that or if you have any feedback regarding what you would like to hear about, that would be amazing as well. I never thought that interviewing people would be something that I enjoyed, but I really did enjoy last week's episode and I know that it's something that uh, I do need to continue to strive for and something that is going to continue to push me forward. I, I, I don't ever want to get to a point where I'm stagnant in this because I know comfortability leads to burnout for me especially and I like to be able to keep pushing myself and like to be able to keep um, proactive in, in, um, in, in constantly challenging myself in those sorts of ways. So Having guests on the podcast is one way that I can do that and it is one way that I've I've particularly enjoyed. So I'm going to really look to be able to do that more in the future. So I would love any sort of feedback you guys may have on that. The other thing that I wanted to touch on in this week's episode is my dry July, which I spoke about I think in episode 23, I think it was. I spoke about dry July and how I would be giving up coffee for the entire month of July. 
You guys may know that Dry July is a fundraiser to raise money for cancer, uh, research and awareness. Um, normally how it works is you would give up alcohol for the whole month of July and get people to sort of donate to your cause. But I decided to give up coffee instead because I thought that would be a lot harder and a lot more of a challenge for me, make it a bit more interesting, I say, but it has been quite hard so far. Um, I'm on day number 22 at the moment, so I'm recording this on 22nd of July and it has been quite a hard month. It's been quite a challenging month without any coffee so far. I knew it would be tough. I knew that it was something that I relied too heavily on, but I'm not upset with how much I relied on it, but I knew that it would be tough to be able to not have it for this entire month and especially being in lockdown, being at home, it's been hard to sort of take my mind off, off really needing a cup of coffee in the morning or in the afternoon when I start to feel a bit sluggish. So so that has been something that I've been up to for the past month and, and I've been really uh, enjoying the process. I always love a bit of a challenge and I love experimenting in those sorts of ways. I think that I won't go back to drinking coffee the way that I did before the challenge and I, and I always say this every year, I say that I try to learn new things with all of my challenges and this one um, is no different because I think that I've learned that the reliance on coffee early in the morning is something that I need to sort of steer away from. I need to sort of go away from it in the early hours of the morning and go away from it, um, especially in that first hour when you first wake up. I don't want that to be something that I need to be able to get out of bed or get moving for the day. I want to be able to create my own motivation around that. So moving forward, I'm aiming to not drink as much coffee uh, in the first hour of the morning, every morning, and try to be able to get up and exercise before I need that cup of coffee. Also in the afternoons, not have a, such a heavy reliance on it late in the day. It's it's certainly not good for me. It's certainly not good for my sleep cycle. So I'm uh, not having any after sort of four o'clock in the afternoon is definitely something that I really want to do. And it's, it is something that I try to stick to um, at the moment anyway, but I think I've, I've sort of solidified the importance of that. So if anything, this experiment has been good, but it is all for a good cause as well. And if you guys are interested in sort of donating to that cause, you, you still have a few more days left to do that. I'll be still continuing this uh, challenge up until the end of the month. And, and it has been really good and I've been able to raise quite a bit of money uh, this year and over the past couple of years as well. So if you guys would like any information on that, I will leave a I will leave a link to my fundraising page in the description of this episode. And if you guys would like to go and donate or support me in any other way, that would be amazing. So I will leave that down there. So with all that out of the way, let's jump into today's topic, which is all about creating for yourself. And this really came to front of mind for me over the past couple of weeks after Instagram announced that it's no longer a photo sharing app. Now, if you guys missed it, the head of Instagram came out on Twitter actually and, and said that Instagram would focus more on video content and shopping features from now on. And this really didn't come as a surprise to me. This is not a new big revelation. We've all seen this uh, thing starting to come over the past couple of years. But for me, it was really that spark. And I sort of started to think about it and started to think um, how I can sort of transition that and how I can use that to my own advantage to try and get ahead of the game a little bit. I think for far too long I've been creating content, especially for Instagram and, and taking all my photos with Instagram in mind and taking them uh, for the reason of actually posting them in, on Instagram and for no other reason at all. So that has made me sort of question over the past couple of weeks, should I be doing that as hard? If Instagram's not going to be supporting uh, photography as much as it used to be, should I be supporting the app as much as I used to be? Should I be creating content, especially for Instagram, or should I try to diversify myself as much as possible? I'm sure we're all aware that most people don't really scroll on Instagram as much anymore. They're probably only looking through people's stories or maybe having a look through the reels and, and things like that. So not a lot of people actually scrolling on the feed anymore and they're not prioritizing actually sending out photos and having photos out there in front of people and, and really sharing them in the algorithm and all things like that. So really what can we do to um, avoid 
just taking photos for Instagram. I think for me, for the longest time, I would only create images for Instagram. There was a long period there where I was editing images only for Instagram and only for the actual use on Instagram. I would only export photos uh, for use on Instagram and then wouldn't be able to actually have them anymore after that. I wouldn't actually have any files actually backed up. After I posted them on Instagram, I deleted the files and I'd never have them again or I would only have the really small version that I would have on Instagram so there would be no good for anything else. I'm not saying I do this anymore. I used to do this way back in in the past when I first started out in photography because that was really the era that I started in. I started to post them on Instagram and that was all that I used my images for. I never really saw a place for my photography anywhere else but that. Over the past couple of years, I've definitely transitioned away from that. I've transitioned to creating work more for myself and that's what I really wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about how you can avoid just creating work for Instagram and how you can make it more for yourself. So really the first big thing was to start taking photos horizontally again. When I first started in photography, I was always shooting photos vertically because the way that I was presenting the images was on Instagram. And and if you guys know, the best way to present an image on Instagram is vertically um, because it will take up more of the screen space. And and I always took photos on my camera vertically, always preferring to use up as much of the images as possible, trying to get as much resolution out of the photos as possible there and, and, and always shoot photos vertically. But our eyes are actually aligned to see photos horizontally. Our eyes are actually side by side. They're not above and below each other. So we're aligned to see images that are, that are horizontal. That's why our computer screens are horizontal, our TVs are horizontal. It's only with the invention of smartphones that we've started to see things sort of more vertically these days. So I've gone back to that old way of sort of shooting photos horizontally a lot more. And then if I want to post on Instagram, sort of cropping those photos vertically. There's quite a few photos that I had back in the day that I really enjoyed, but I only had vertical versions of them. And so when I wanted to go use them somewhere else or and go use them as a desktop background on my computer or have them on the TV or actually get them printed out somewhere, I only had vertical versions. And, and so these versions didn't work in a lot of those scenarios. So I was creating photos for Instagram, but not thinking about where else I could possibly use those photos at later on. It's also the way that I take photos these days. I, I tend to take a lot more wider photos um, so that I can crop in both vertically and horizontally to use them in more cases than just posting them vertically on Instagram. It's opened me up to so many other forms of media as well, specifically images to actually print out and add them in photo books or add them um, just as wall art or, or even add them in my calendars and things like that. So having prints that are horizontal gives me so much more option with that and, and gives me a way to actually use my art more than just having it stored on Instagram and more than just having it there and not actually existing in the real world. In that same way as well, I now edit all my photos in a 4x6 ratio rather than a 4x5. In the day, I used to edit all my photos in a 4x5 aspect ratio. If you guys know that is the maximum ratio you can use on Instagram, rather than square, you can expand it a bit in the vertical to make it a 4x5. And I used to edit all my photos that way. And so most of the photos I had were only in 4x5. So even if I wanted to go um, and actually have it as a vertical image, I only had a 4x5 version, not a 4x6. And most sort of frames are in 4x6 aspect ratio. So then I would have to have to lose part of the edge of all my images because I didn't have an actual stretch version of all my photos. And this is something that really stems back to really when I first started in photography was because I was only producing for Instagram. But now especially working in the business and working for taking photos for other people. I don't present them with a 4x5 aspect ratio. That'd be slightly weird if I gave them all their photos in square or all their photos in 4x5. So 
having to present them 4x6. I edit all my photos now in 4x6, even even my landscape photos now are all in 4x6 and they're mostly horizontal images as well in 4x6 and then having to crop them for Instagram vertically 4x5. So making sure that you actually have as much file as you possibly can and making sure that and making sure that in that editing process you're not being overly destructive. If you're someone that creates work from scratch, like I do a lot of the time on Photoshop and things like that, make sure that your actual canvas is 4x6 rather than 4x5. I made the mistake too often of starting off at 4x5 and then adding elements on. Then by the time I'm done, I don't actually have any way to expand that. There's no way to actually get any part of the image back. If I started at 4x6 and then cropped to 4x5 to use it, if I ever need to go back in a few months' time, I have the 4x6 version that I can then expand to and use. I've also started to worry less about the grid on Instagram because, let's be honest, you shouldn't be judging a book by its cover anyway, and so you should be really opening up each image and seeing the actual quality of each individual photo. If all your photos are amazing, they're all going to look great together anyway, so it doesn't matter... Um, if they're not all in the same style, they're not all in the same location, they're not all, if they don't all have the same feel and aesthetic, as long as you're a good photographer, as long as you're creating good artwork, it shouldn't really matter um, how, how good those artworks fit together because in real life they're never going to be next to each other. Unless you're having a gallery set, in which case you may have like three images next to each other, but you're never going to have the amount that you're going to have on your Instagram feed at any one time. So don't worry too much about that and don't worry about the order of your photos that you're posting. I mean, just trying to make good work and try to focus individually on each individual photo. Is this a good photo or not? And if it's a good photo, then it should be posted regardless of whether it actually fits into an order of lining up with the last photo or lining up with the styles of other photos on your grid. It's a really hard thing for me to say because I am someone who really loves to stress over the grid and I've never been a perfectionist at it um, over the past few years, but it is something that's always weighed in my mind and I've always looked at the grid and thought, how's this photo going to look on my grid? But how many people actually go to your profile? How many people are checking out your profile on a day-to-day? They're mostly scrolling and just seeing your image by itself and not with any of the other photos beside it and they're sort of judging it as an image by itself. They're not judging it in a group with all the other photos and saying, oh, it's not as good as the one he posted yesterday. So they're judging it by itself, but also they're mainly just scrolling on stories as well. And if you're just throwing photos up there on your stories, they're not really seeing them in a group that is your grid. And if you look on any other social media app, there is no grid. So being able to have images that stand alone are excellent images is is way more important than throwing an image up just because it looks good with the aesthetic because you needed to post it in order to post your next photo. I often see far too many artists or photographers who, when you first open up their profile, it looks really nice on the grid because it's so organized and it's all it's all the same colors and all the same styles and their images all sort of look together. They have enough mixture of a negative space in some images. They really have enough mix of all the different subjects in their images and they look really nice. And then you open them up and, and you sort of think, well, I don't actually love any of these images individually. Yeah, they all look great together, but individually, do I think I could hang one of these in my lounge room? Do I think that I would love to have this on the background of my phone? Do I think that I'd love to have this in any environment? Would this would this image by itself be able to convince me that they're a good photographer? Most of the time, it's not the case. Most of the time, it's not the case that you think, wow, this image makes them a great artist. It's the collection that you think, the aesthetic is sort of tricking your eye to think that they are a good photographer because they're able to stick to a style. When that is not the when that is not the be all end all and that's not the thing that makes a good photographer at all it's the fact that their images are great individually and they should each be able to stand out to you on their own and then with that said i think i've been using less and less presets on my photos i don't sort of try to make them all look the same i don't sort of make all my photos look orange and blue as i did 
way back in the day if anyone remembers that stage in my photography. But I don't sort of make any photos look the same way uh, anymore and, and I see a lot of photographers still trying to do that and still making their photos look very unrealistic so that if you did see one of them individually, you would think, why, why are all the colours in that photo so weird? Why does the grass in that photo look all dead or why does the, or why does the person's skin look orange? Like you would think that all these things, that they should know how to, how to actually make them look realistic but in actual fact, they're just trying to make them look like every other photo on the grid so they have to change those things um, to make the grid look important whereas if you forget about the grid, you don't need to worry about the presets. You just need to worry about each individual photo and making sure that it looks as good as possible and if you're worrying about that, that is the best way that you're going to be able to create art for yourself for starters but you're going to have a lot more longevity in this outside of Instagram because other apps don't prioritize that and if Instagram's moving away from that, then maybe we need to move away from what we think is important in a good image. As I said, I think creating work that you enjoy is the best way to have any sort of longevity in in any career and any sort of artist would know that. Creating work that you really enjoy and you're passionate about, it shouldn't be a case of, of whether um, you have to create in a certain style because that should be your style. If you enjoy creating work in that sort of style, then then that is what you need to continue to do. It's clear that Instagram is going to continue to push photography away from anything it stands for. It's going to move more towards a video. And so why would I as a photographer or anyone else try to continue to create for that algorithm. So I'm still going to be posting my work there, but I'm definitely not going to be only using that as my only source. And I'm trying to diversify where I'm posting my photos as much as possible. I've started to post a few photos back over on Facebook recently. I've also posted a few on Twitter. Um, and definitely going to start diversifying that into sort of some into some other sort of print mediums as well. I've spoken about this in sort of trying to start up my print store again, and I'm definitely going to get that back underway eventually. Um, because that is something that I really want to create art for. I want to create art for the actual sake of making artworks and 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 making that sort of stuff for actually me and other people to enjoy rather than just just having something on Instagram to scroll past. It's also super important in any sort of business work as well because there's always some sort of social aspect involved, but most of it is going to be outside that social. If you're working for a client, um, some form or another is going to be hard hard sort of print medium um, they, they're after some landscape photos. They're after something that is to be created off the grid. If you're working for someone, chances are you're not their sole contributor. So they're going to be getting from all different sources. So, so you won't be sort of creating to a style or an aesthetic. You'll be creating to a brief that they want in that respect. It's the same with my wedding photography. I'm not creating for Instagram in that instance. I'm creating for a client. I'm trying to create a memory for them. And so if I'm constantly focused on just having it for Instagram, if I'm constantly shooting photos vertically, if I'm constantly editing photos to all look good together on a grid, that sort of goes against the brief of what the client is asked for. They're after the memories and they're after photos that they can have and they can and they can potentially print out and hang on their wall that they can potentially look back on in 10 years and they don't want to sit there and say, why do all these photos look so weird? Like what was the style the photographer was trying to go for here on this particular day? And that's the exact same if you're any type of artist. If you're creating work to try to fit any brief, if you're trying to work to a trend, that's never going to be sustainable. And so you really need to look outside that. And for me, I've been trying to do that a lot recently and try to look outside trends and try to look outside Instagram to find inspiration and try to work in an area that I really enjoy and try to create work that I really love because I know and that is the best way that it's really going to come through in my art and other people will be able to see that and that's going to sustain me long term. Of course, though, with that being said, there's always going to be times where you need to learn and adapt. As myself, I run a business almost completely on Instagram. So I either need to get with the times or, or be left behind. And 
there is there is really no two ways about that. I need to start experimenting with other different things, and I need to start experimenting in video. I need to be starting to get ideas out there and other other things, and and try to work with the trends and work with those sorts of things. Because if I don't reach into video content, I'm going to be left behind in five years. And that's not to say that me in my own business, I need to become a videographer. And that's not to say everyone should start working in video. No. You should continue to do what it is you do, but you need to incorporate some sort of video and, and whether that be just recording things on my phone and throwing them up on my stories or, or or actually turning them into reels or things like that so that people can actually then interact. Because if that is what's going to get shared through the app, then that is the only way that I'm going to get seen. And if I get seen off a video, then someone comes and actually looks at my images and thinks, oh, he's a good photographer. We're going to go with him. That's a way better outcome than if I'm just posting photos and no one actually ever sees my photos because they're not getting shared on Instagram. So I'd much rather be able to put myself out there and, and, and sort of experiment more in those video realms if that is what it is going to be prioritizing and and still focus heavily on photography, of course, but um, experiment in with a little bit of video as well. And I think we always need to keep up with the times. There are always going to be changes and trends and, and things that we need to keep up with because if not, we are going to get left behind. I think for the past sort of five years, we've been in a sort of golden era as a photographer where Instagram was sort of really favoring photography and you were able to put amazing images up there and they would really get shared around because people hadn't sort of seen that sort of work before and that was the really in thing to do was be a photographer and really sort of really sort of post work and, and get that seen. So now as it sort of moves away, anyone who is a photographer or any other sort of artist who work in that space, in an imagery sort of space, needs to then think about what they can do to sort of move into video or move into audio and get those things up to scratch so that you can advertise in that sort of space, but you can still work in your realm that you're passionate about. And so I think that is where I'm going to leave today's episode, guys. I hope you did enjoy this one. A bit of a deep dive there into my sort of process about Instagram and how I create sort of my content around um, that sort of stuff and how I've been trying to avoid just creating for Instagram and creating for myself. And it, it has really been working over the past few months and really been been making me a lot more happy. But also I've noticed my art has been genuinely improving because of that and because of the fact that I'm creating it for myself and creating things that I genuinely enjoy has made it easier to create work that I've, I'm genuinely proud of. So I've been very happy with that and I'm sure that if you guys are out there thinking about that as well, that if you do steer away from just creating for Instagram, that you will be a lot happier with your art overall as well. And so if you did enjoy this episode, guys, I would really appreciate it if you did share it around. That is probably the best way that I can get this podcast out there and I can continue to grow and continue to make episodes. So maybe share this episode with a friend who you think may enjoy it. Maybe share it with someone in the creative space who you think could actually gain something from this podcast and gain from hearing my experiences and hearing how I've been able to create my business over the past year and really see where we go from that. Also, if you guys have any feedback, as I was talking about earlier in the episode, if you've got any feedback on actually having guests on the podcast or who you would like to hear on the podcast or what types of things you would like to hear about would love to hear from you guys as well on instagram is probably the best way to get me if you want to send me a message on there i will always respond so i would love to hear from you guys but until then i hope you have a great week if you're in lockdown at the moment good luck and i will speak to you guys again next monday bye